What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio.
for you everyone to see why BDPA is so special to us and so special to the African American and tech community. And so we get to get we get much more in depth. And you know how your supported urban tech fair is also supporting BDPA and how we need to support and lift up one another. So Jim, do you have any other announcements you know regarding the urban tech fair? Well, I just want to tell people about the uh, historic meeting that we had at uh, Google headquarters uh, last week uh, here in Los Angeles at their Venice location. Uh, They hosted uh, the major black tech organizations in the city as a celebration of black history, and the president of the L.A. chapter of the BDPA, uh, John uh, Mallison, also runs Blacks in Technology, Uh, the meetup group, if you're in the technology and you're in the L.A. area looking to actually meet and and greet other uh, black technologists, that's a great organization uh, at uh, meetup.com, Blacks in Technology. The BDPA is the leader on that with uh, John, the president of the L.A. chapter, who hosts and coordinates those meetings. But the new me was there. uh, uh, the Black, uh, the National Society of Black Engineers was there. Uh, Blacks in uh, Gaming was there. We had a strong uh, uh, showing from the international community with the AJ Action Team and the Friends of the African Union. Uh, it was a, a great panel, which consisted of not only members and leaders of those organizations I just named, the uh, black engineers, the BDPA, and new me, but also an executive from uh, Xerox, an uh, engineer from Xerox, talked about climbing the corporate ladder, and uh, a young entrepreneur, uh, Troy. It was just a entertaining and great evening. Uh, Google rolled off the red carpet. Uh, it was fantastic, and I have to give Google credit for hosting a, a great event here in L.A., And as naturally, I was there talking about the Urban Tech Fair and how we as a community can collaborate and work together for the benefit of all. Wow, that's just wonderful. So um, that sounds exciting. And the phones are lit up. We have one, two, three, four, five, six callers on the line right now. (laughs) So what I'm going to do real quick, because our last two callers we're going to bring on is Monique, because she's on the line, and Craig. It's Monique Berry, and she is president of BDPA. She's the national president. And Craig Brown, Ph.D., or Dr. Craig Brown, he is vice president. They're both on the line waiting to come on. So, you guys, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to open you up last, but right now, um, just if everyone who's on the line, if you can just say a hello, introduce yourself. Um, and then I just need you to say hello, introduce yourself, and then we're going to keep moving. Let Monique and Craig speak, and then we're going to come back for some more conversation. But I'm starting with Quala from the 424. Can you introduce yourself? Hello? All righty. I have Quala from the three. Okay, we had three two three nine four five. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, this is Chris Hickey. I'm the executive director of Each One Teach One Alliance for Academic Access, Achievement, and Success, and we promote obviously uh, education, technology education in the LA uh, area primarily. All right, that's great, Chris. All right, we'll get back to you soon. Now we also have caller from the six zero nine. Can you introduce yourself? Oh, yes. My name is Jerome Benson. I'm from the Hoodie Book Club, The Boys. I'm on the East Coast, and I'm interested in that Google um, event coming to the East Coast because I'm trying to encourage boys also to get involved in reading and in technology. Great, great. So we'll, we'll question Jim about it to see if he has the schedule and all, and we'll come back to you. Um, now we have, okay, who we have left is we're bringing on Monique Berry. And we are bringing on Dr. Craig Brown. How, one second. I'm trying to just clear this line so it's not so much interference. So how are you doing, Monique and Craig? Good evening. Um, this is Monique. Um, I'm going fine. Thank you for having us. 
And this, and this is Craig, and I'm doing fine as well. Uh, All right. The offer. That's wonderful, wonderful. So how we're going to start this, just so everyone knows, our initial question is, because it's on everyone's mind, for those who don't know you personally, everybody wants to know the person. That's how we connect to each other. So everyone wants to know, who is Monique Berry, the person? And who is Dr. Craig Brown? So we're going to let ladies go first, okay, Dr. Brown? That's quite a All right, great. So, Monique, share with everyone, who is Monique Berry? I am just me. I am a uh, young African-American woman who is, um, I I am geeky. Underneath all the other stuff, I'm really into technology and um, not the use of it or the consumerization of it. But actually, how do you make it? How do you make it work? How does it work? Um, Those type of things interest me, um, but I'm also passionate about our youth, African-American youth, and the opportunities that they are not even aware of, the um, opportunities that, that they have for greatness. And so my relationship with BDPA stems from my desire for every African-American child, every black child, every child, whether they're black or white, actually, to um, be able to play on the same or an even playing field. I feel right now, educationally, that's not something that specifically our minority group or African-Americans have access to. But um, that's my passion is our youth, so I do whatever I can to expose them to their opportunities and help them with those opportunities BDPA provides me with that um, is my tool to do that, and um, I eat, breathe, and sleep BDPA for the most part. Our members know it, um, but that's what I do. And I also um, am passionate about uh, African Americans having equal opportunity in corporate America or in private business as entrepreneurs, and um, we are probably about four or five hundred years behind the eight ball because of our condition here in the United States, um, we don't have the same tools or the same access. So with BDPA, we try to help um, our brothers and sisters get the same access, whether it be mentoring, whether it be education, whether it be scholarships. Um, That's Monique. I'm fun. I like to dance. I like to crack jokes but I also like to get business done. I'm all about business when it comes to our youth and BDPS. That's me. All right. That's great. Um, I'm just muting myself out when I'm not speaking because I seem to have a lot of static on the line, so please excuse I'm using the speaker to reduce the static. So you sound pretty exciting, a good person to get to know. So who is Dr. Craig Brown? Uh, good evening. I am a IT professional of 20-plus uh, years, um, and that's in a variety of disciplines. I uh, am a coach. Um, I coach um, over the years sports and, and academic programs. Uh, I am a um, youth mentor. I uh, currently work with high school students and, and middle school students. Um, I am a father. I have uh, three children and my boys are both in high school. Uh, my daughter is in elementary school, so I'm preparing my, my oldest son for um, college after his last year, his senior year next year, um, and I'm a son. So I think I cover all of the, the, the basics. Um, my passions are, have, have always been with helping, um, and I've always helped in, in a variety of places and a variety of ways. Um, BDPA has become um, my most recent um, focus. So um, I became an officer to try to make a difference and try to make, um, you know, uh, bring BDPA back to the to to a a place where um, maybe globally we can find um, people of color to um, assist in from a development standpoint, from even just from an introduction to technology standpoint, and everything in between. But that's you know where my passions lie, and I'll continue to do it until 
until um, I can't, and that's me. All right. So um, I'm not sure if Jim wanted to share anything, but where I wanted to go next was to share with everyone, our listening audience, um, what is the BDPA and give us the history of the BDPA so we know what the organization is, what it does, and then its history. Okay, so um, BDPA um, was founded in 1975 by two gentlemen, um, Dr. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Earl Pace and David Wimberly. Um, it was formed in Philadelphia out of a concern uh, that minorities aren't adequately represented represented in the information technology industry. So these two guys got some other friends together in Philadelphia and said, we need to form a coalition or organization so that we can work together to get us um, equal opportunities in the information technology industry. And with that, they started BDPA in Philadelphia in 1975, and then in uh, 1978 they started the second chapter, which was Washington, D.C., um, the, one of the gentlemen, uh, Norman Mays, who started the D.C. chapter, got transferred in his job and moved to Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. And in uh, 1979, he started the third chapter in Cleveland, Ohio. So now we have 45 chapters across the United States. Um, we're a national nonprofit organization, and um, our vision is to be a powerful advocate for our stakeholders in their interest within the um, global technology industry. And basically what we do is try to advance the careers and education of, ed of African Americans um, in computer science and information technology. So with those 45 chapters across the United States, many of them have programs, well, but they have monthly program meetings, first of all. And in those pro program meetings, they try to have speakers and presenters who talk about different aspects of technology, whether it's newly developed technology, whether it's uh, um, career planning, um, anything that's going to help you advance your career. So each chapter picks whatever program that they're going to do. We also do, across the country in the month of February, Black Family Technology Awareness. And it started out as Black Family Technology Awareness Week, but because we're a nonprofit organization and we're all volunteers, everybody can't do everything during the same week. So we basically stretch it out a month. And throughout the month of February, the chapters across the nation have Black Family Technology Awareness Week programs where they really try to connect with the community and uh, introduce technology to the, computer, to the community in different um, ways and different forums. And then also what we do at BDPA is we have a national conference annually, usually in August, and at that national conference, it's a national technology conference, we um, have educational programs, uh, workshops, and seminars for our adult members to help them stay current with technology, also give them opportunities to present and we have a career fair, and at our career fair, we usually have about 30 to 40 corporations that participate in small businesses that are actually looking to hire African Americans. And we also have our National High School Computer Competition. And I'll let Craig tell you a little bit about the computer competition. I don't want to take up all the airtime. Okay. <laughs> um, high School Computer Competition is... Uh, off to all the students um, within all the chapters, or at least those chapters that that decide to build a team. Um, and in, in essence, the competition is high school students. They follow a criteria that um, is predetermined by the high school the high school um, computer competition. Um, uh, I guess owners or managers within BDPA, and they um, they build projects. The projects are technology in nature. Um, in the past, we've done projects related to websites and things like that. And then they come to, uh, and then they have a competition um, locally and regionally against one another. Um, they're judged, and then once the um, once winners are determined from from those initial competitions, 
um, the the overall winners emerged to come to national to compete um, for the big prize, which is scholarship money um, and, and things like that. So at national, um, they're judged and they're put on a you know a grand stage, and everyone at our awards gala gets to uh, marvel at all the success and the hard work that the students um, put on um, throughout the competition. So at national, there, it's a it's a multi-day event. They do it in stages. Um, they present their projects. They discuss um, the difficulties and the challenges and, and the technologies and the approaches and such. And then they, um, they basically show the judges, um, you know, how things work, and then um, a winner is emerged. Um, and then the winner is brought on stage. They're provided um, trophies, recognition, um, and that chapter um, gets bragging rights until the following year, and they are the defending champions uh, going into the next next conference. Um, so it's become a tradition. Um, it has it's, it's a long-standing tradition. Um, it's, 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 some people travel from quite a far just to to um, to defend their, their their champions. Some chapters do. Um, they they work real hard, and it's all children um, and the chaperone. And we're very proud of the program. Um, we're going to continue it, um, and uh, and that's pretty much the gist of it. So, so for our um, computer program um, for the youth, they actually learn a variety of computer programming languages. Um, they learn anything from Java, PHP, HTML, HTML5. Um, they all, all of the students, regardless of which language, they have to learn um, database management, how to build a database. They learn queries. Um, they learn how to write arrays. So basically the students in that program um, have, I will say, computer science 101 and 102 down pat. They learn a history of computer technology. Um, they start off with a basic introduction to computers, but the students who show promise and show interest go on through to learn the different programming languages. So it's a great opportunity for them to try things and fail without, you know, getting an F in school and getting discouraged at school. They get an opportunity, they get a lot of motivation, and they get adults who show a true interest in them. And then for our members, you also get an opportunity to learn how to give back to your community, to work with students, work with young people, and like Craig said, get bragging rights when you get to the um, competition. So we typically have anywhere from 100 and 25 to 150 students that come to our conference just for the programming competition. And the students typically do not pay any of their um, the costs associated with that travel to come to the competition. It's usually covered by the um, chapters. They may have fundraisers and such, but we don't ask parents to, to pick, pull that money out of their pocket because most of the parents can't afford it. And um, when they get to the conference, they also get an opportunity. We have something called the Youth Technology Workshop or Youth Technology Camp. And so we have workshops and seminars for the youth as well, and they are centered and based on technology. It might be some type of gaming or um, they, did, they do robotics and that type of thing, fun things that the kids enjoy but also have educational components is what they participate in. So we do a lot as an organization. Our chapters are really the backbone of the organization, and they keep things going locally. Uh, we we we've, um, combine the chapters into regions so that they can support each other with their initiatives. But out there on the West Coast, it's only um, John Melanson and his L.A. chapter. We're actually talking to some people at Berkeley about um, a Silicon Valley chapter, but we haven't uh, finalized that yet. Okay. okay. Well, you guys really, really, really do do a lot, and um, you know, gave us great information. So, um, what I want to do right now, see, we have um, Chris Hickey, I think. No, Chris. No, Chris is from. Um, He's on the West Coast. But I'm going to bring on our caller from the uh, South Zone. He's out of L.A. 
Yes, yes. We have a caller from the 609. I'm going to bring him on to see um, to see if he has a question. Hi, caller from the 609. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm just listening. This is a real good education. I didn't know all this was available. This was amazing. This is so wonderful. I'm just a fan listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, great. Well, so, let's, um, let's talk about uh, some of the other things that the um, BDPA does. I know that uh, Monique is passionate about youth, and she spoke very well on the high school computer and the uh, the tech uh, workshops. But I think we can maybe break this question down into two parts. Maybe Monique can address the uh, international efforts that the BDPA is doing to uh, bridge the diaspora. I know that they have a a, a a Yahoo group, BDPA Africa, which puts out a lot of positive information about what's going on on the continent. And then uh, we can have um, Craig talk about the benefits, the professional benefits of membership. You get different discounts. There's different other associations that come along with being a, a, a BDPA member. I mean, he can do the recruitment in, and she can do what they're doing in D.C. to support the community and to move different um, federal and state initiatives forward for our community. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you want, you want, I can go first. You want to go first? Go um, ahead. Yeah, I'll go first. So as far as benefits are concerned, um, let me start out with um, our leadership development uh, and training um, and we offer this in a variety of ways. Uh, at the chapter level, obviously, um, they're going to get that on a regular basis, uh, a, month, a regular monthly basis, depending on the frequency of their program meetings. But at the national level, we provide it in the form of panel discussions and, and top leadership from universities and, and corporations, and, and, and including our corporate sponsors, that bring all their expertise into one place over a series of days, and then all the participants can get the leadership development and training that way. Uh, and then, of course, we offer workshops um, at the national conference as well. Um, we do offer discounts um, to registrations and conferences um, and events, uh, including the national conference um, for our members. Um, that's certainly a benefit uh, if they um, join. So I, I would certainly recommend everyone join to, to, to appreciate those discounts. Um, they get access to top-rated companies. Um, our Corporate sponsorship um, listing are, are typical, typically household names or companies that everyone's heard of um, in, in industry and technology um, and insurance and banking and such. So um, just having access to those people, um, those leaders, um, is, is certainly a benefit for uh, the members that participate in our conferences. Um, we also have special interest groups. Um, we provide, um, we mentioned the competitions at the high school level. Um, we also provide additional mentoring for, for youth. If they're not in the high school competition, we have a youth technology camp that the, uh, the children who are part of a, a chapter that didn't build a team can come and camaraderie with each other and, um, and, um, and pick up some of the same technological um, skills that the high school competition um, children do without the competition element um, involved. Um, we also help with career development. We have a, a site called IT Diversity Careers. It's dedicated to any of those out there who want to uh, upload their resume and provide us um, somewhat, some, somewhat of a profile of their technical expertise or the background. Um, and we then expose that information to our corporate sponsors and any other corporation that has a subscription to that, to that database. Um, it's a very worthwhile um, Opportunity for for those looking for um, for work, in addition to those that just want to advance um, and look for um, uh, you know career advancement. Um, that's the the gist of it. I mean, we 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 do a lot for our members, um, and the chapters may have additional programs that aren't listed that I haven't mentioned because they may have customized their programs to um, the needs of the chapter based on their geographical location. Monique? Oh, all right, take myself off mute. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we're trying to do. Um, 
outside of our regular thing. We also have something called VDPA IT Core, and the basis of the um, IT Core is basically to take our young people um, that participate in our competitions, and we take some of the winners and we send them on service missions um, in the United States and around the world. Um, specifically, our, vote, our basis has been tans our focus recently. Our most recent focus has been on Tanzania. So this program was um, developed by one of our past presidents, Mr. Norman Mays. He's the executive director of the program. And he's currently an um, entrepreneur, and he's a past national president of BDPS. And um, he basically says, you know, these kids learn a lot. They're really good. They know a lot. And what better way to use them than to send them somewhere else and to help other children learn? So he makes a year-round effort to help raise money for that program and then um, mentor those those students through that program. And um, he we actually have partnership with the government in Tanzania who um, try to make sure that we have the resources that we need to go to Tanzania and help them as well. So Tanzania is the focus right now, but our goal is to um, have more programs and more visits throughout the country um, or the continent of Africa. So... I'm passionate about the children, but we try to get our youth passionate about uh, the civic um, experience and community service, and IT Corps is one of the ways that we do that. We also try to have a global webinar where we can um, talk to these students because um, you can't, you know, airfare is cost prohibitive most times, but you can do something. The great thing about technology um, is that you can do something over the Internet. So we try to form relationships that way as well. It is a great experience for our kids. We haven't um, – BDPA has had little financial difficulties in the past couple of years, but we're now, you know, riding good. So um, we do – we are in talks to have those students participate again sometime this year as well after the conference. Um, so that's with our um, – that addresses um, us partnering with uh, our partners in Tanzania. But here in the United States, most recently, we've also been partnering with other technical or minority technical organizations. Um, so tomorrow I'll actually be joining um, quite a few of those organizations to um, visit for a White House visit. So it'll be um, the groups that, I won't say every group's name, but I'll just say the, the uh, communities that they represent who will be joining me tomorrow will be Hispanics, um, American Indians, um, Chicanos, and African Americans. We'll all be partnering together to visit the um, White House Office of Technology, Science and Technology, to just discuss some of the things that we think are important um, and that need to be addressed with the White House policy. Because um, our goal is to get more funding for education, get better education for our students, um, more funding and more training for our skilled labor, um, talk a little bit about outsourcing and insourcing, and um, the things that are affecting us as Americans and as voters, um, we want our voice to be heard. We also um, have decided as a group or a coalition that we need to be at the table whenever there's any policy um, discussed, decided upon, voted upon as it relates to STEM education and as it relates to um, our minority and disadvantaged students. So we've been working together for the past year just talking about it is really um, um, interesting because we, we, while we all have pretty much the same mission, we have different ways of going about it. 
So when you get leaders from different groups in the room and everybody, we all want the same thing, but we all want something different. So it's taken us about a year to come to an agreement as to how we're going to approach the White House because we want to go in as a collective and we all want to go in. um, We want to be able to get something out of it. And if we can't agree we don't want to give the appearance that we are unorganized and we don't know what we're doing. So we've worked together to make sure that we go in there strong um, with no gaps, no holes. We all have the same expectations and we all um, plan to come out with the same thing. So this will be this will be a historic event for all of the organizations because it's never happened before. And um, during this year, we, we just had conversations about how can we help each other um, what can we do to partner with each other? And we've talked about um, sharing space, sharing um, uh, presenters, um, making money together. But one of the things we've all decided, which is really, really easy, is that we all have program meetings and we all have conferences. And isn't it great that we've decided that our leadership can go to another uh, organizations conference without having to pay that fee. So sometimes you can't travel, but if um, Nesby is having a conference in the area where one our leadership lives, they can go to that conference. Um, just because that's one of the benefits of being a leader in BDPA. And then also we've also decided, you know, agreed to give discounts to members of those various organizations. So those are some of the things that we have done collectively as organizations. For BDPA specifically, this weekend we had our first quarter board meeting, and we've been trying to be very, very uh, strategic as to how we spend money and how we spend our time. So we've had an action-packed weekend here. I'm still in Washington, D.C. Craig left this morning, I think about 8 or 7 o'clock, but on Friday we met with representatives from an organization um, or a conference, I call it an organization, but um, it's um, this weekend was the Richard Tapia Celebration of Diversity Conference, and this conference is for computer scientists, and but they're um, minority computer scientists, so they all meet together and have a conference. So we came down to view and help judge the poster presentations and meet some of the ch- the students. I call them children, but most of them are Ph.D. candidates and undergraduate students, and also to talk to some of the professors. Um, we've just had great conversation because um, we realize there's a difference between academia and corporate, and BDPA is more corporate. Our sponsors are more corporate, and... Um, So we've just talked about ways that we can partner. Um, I'm looking for ways to help build a national standardized curricula for BDPA. So um, met some great people who've offered to help us with that. We're looking at adding some more components to our youth technology um, camps, whether it be um, math competitions or science competitions or something like that. So these are a great group of people to talk with. And then on Saturday... We went to the Black Engineer of the Year Awards. Um, that's put on by um, Career Communications Group, and uh, that was a spectacular event. And we, Again, um, our purpose for going there was to talk to potential sponsors because we're always looking for scholarship money for our students, and we're also looking for sponsorship for our conference. So we spent um, Saturday um, networking there and just um, getting ideas and and um, sharing ideas with the community, and then on Saturday night we came back to the uh, Richard Tapia conference, and one of our members, uh, Dr. Juan Gilbert, actually received an award um, for his work with diversity. Dr. Gilbert is at Clemson University, and he actually has more African-American Ph.D. candidates, computer science Ph.D. candidates than any other institution in the United States. So I could go on and on, but we are um, 
definitely trying to focus on uh, people, programs, and services that can benefit our youth. We do believe that our youth, um, they don't know about all the opportunities that are available to them. Um, they don't know that they can go, um, you know, through the whole doctoral process and basically get it funded because they are African-American. So we're trying to figure out more ways to get that information out into the community, um, more ways to get our, our youth and our adult members to think in different mindsets um, when it comes to technology and um, because we are one of the largest groups of consumers of technology and I'd like us to be the largest group of um, developers of technology. So those are some of the things that we're doing with BDPA. We are trying to partner with other organizations, um, not reinventing the wheel, but to leverage the resources that those organizations have and, and um, use that to benefit our membership. I hope that answers your question, Jim. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring forward is about the policy of collaboration that the BDPA has always had in terms of working not only with uh, professional but uh, community grassroots organizations such as us at the Urban Tech Fair. And we're real thankful the support that uh, you and Wayne at the, uh, at the foundation have lent to uh, getting the um, Urban Tech Fair off the ground and established nationally through your uh, your local chapters. I've been in touch with a lot of your uh, uh, chapter presidents. Uh, they've been very supportive. They've been very active, as you have, on our different social networking platforms. And as Jackie said earlier, we're just honored and, and, and proud to have you on the show and to be able to share this information with our listeners at large. Yes, that is true. So now what we probably like we like to move to is um if you could just give us before we roll out just a little um history, some black facts, some black and tech facts. So, you know, who were some of the first who invented what, who did what in technology? If you could maybe share some of those facts. And I just had one thing. One of our um, people that was listening in, they put they put in a note. Were a little upset at the use of the word minority, and um, you know, is it is it a black organization or um, they you know they were a little um, upset at the use of the word minority? Well, let me, let me let me speak to that because I know the BDPA amongst its internal leadership has debated the issue of, uh, quote-unquote, labels. Uh, originally, the name of the organization, the BDPA, stands for Black Data Processors Association. But the leadership has decided to drop the full name and go with BDPA, the initials, because they're looking to expand beyond, quote-unquote, any label or niche or subgroup. They are a community group looking to better society as a whole, as Monica said, she is working with Hispanics, Native Americans, Asians, and they actively communicate, share, and work. So when we say minorities, it's because we are minorities in the sense that uh, the traditional sense of being blacks in America. But from an operational sense, the BDPA is open to all races, cultures. I know that they're working to support all communities regardless of race. Okay. <laughs> and I was, uh, let me just add on, Jim is correct, um, but when we talk about minority, okay, you can take race out of it, um, but let me just put it into numbers, and then you can, I'll just call us uh, a small number of people. So in the in the United States, we have approximately, I want to say 54, somewhere between 54 and 64 African-American PhDs um, or professors, I'm going to say tenured professors, in our colleges and universities in the whole entire country. So if you, if you think of the number of colleges and universities that we have in this country, 
out of all those colleges and universities, we only have about 54 tenured professors. And to me, that's a minority because I think we should have more. I, I believe African Americans are about um, 10% of the pop- total population. So we, we just have to do better. And But we are open to, we have um, in the Philadelphia chapter, I live in Philadelphia, um, we have um, Caucasians as members, active members that participate. And we also actually just recently got three Vietnamese um, as paid members. So we don't discriminate. If you, if I would invite you to come to our conference where, um, where the children compete. It's like the United Nations of, uh, of, of youth that actually learn how to partner together, lead together, and be teammates together because we do stress with our youth programs you have to be part of the team and, and, and teamwork. So um, our doors are open to everyone. We don't discriminate. We are a nonprofit organization, and that is one of the um, requirements uh, for getting that type of funding. So we don't discriminate, and if you ever think that we are doing something that's excluding someone, please bring it to our attention because it's definitely not done on purpose. Um, okay. No, the person just, they brought up, you know, just the use of minority. They just made a comment about the use of the word minority instead of the word black. That was it. So I was just sharing that. Sometimes, you know, uh-huh. people share in the chat and on the side. Okay. But I know one of the other exciting aspects of the show is about, which this is Black History Month. So, um, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't know the impact that, Blacks have had on technology, so we thought you guys could enlighten us. Wow! <laughs> so you asked about you asked us to talk um, to talk to give you some information about um, some inventors or African American inventors. There's a lot. There's a ton of them. Um, I'm going to start out with. Uh, let's see. Um, Mark Augusti, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correct. It's A U G U S T E, and he actually invented a device that um, organizes coins and tokens. So it's a, it's a little thing, but it was developed by a black man, um, and it's the little thing that you put. Um, I believe train conductors put on their belt um, where they have the change in there, and they press a little button, and the change comes out through the holes. Okay. That was invented, that was invented by an African American, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have um, anything for us, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I was I was actually when you asked the question, I was uh, going back to when I was in college. I was trying to think of um, some of the, you know my whole reason for getting into technology um, was by accident. It wasn't something I had I had um, envisioned um, to have a future. Um, and there was a guy, his name was Buster Buster Bites, um, and he's, I believe it was from, from, either he was from Texas or somewhere in the southern region, um, and uh, what, for my recollection, um, he was one of the guys that, his invention, his, his, he invented the processor but he didn't invent the processor as it's known today. He invented the technology that led to the processor. Um, and I, I just I don't have enough facts off the top of my head to tell you all there is about him, but, but just know that a black man, and you know, with the start of um, the computer as it is today, um, and then there was another gentleman that followed his footsteps and, um, and ended up um, being hired by IBM um, on the inventor track that um, – that led that to was, uh, the Dr. Of the computer. That was Dr. Mark Dean, who worked with IBM and hit up the the uh, the team that uh, invented the uh, first uh, uh, PC. And uh, and for those that don't know, uh, that are video game addicts, uh, we have uh, David Hensley. I believe it's Hensley, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. He uh-huh. invented the algorithm that allows you to have 3D programming. Uh, He worked for NASA, and they couldn't figure out. They were using drafting machines to draft out airplanes by hand, 
and mm-hmm. in order to use computers to be able to uh, duplicate the uh, the drafting of being able to see the backside or the the invisible line, as he put it, he wrote the paper for that and invented the actual ag- algorithm that we now use to create 3D modeling and uh, 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 3D um, displays. Uh, he also uh, wrote the uh, uh, an algorithm that allows you to tra- trace the actual circuits on the circuit board, which help pursue the uh, the uh, the chip, which makes computers work. For those that are interested in black history and the uh, uh, blacks that have been involved in it, I've been writing about it all last week. And if you go to our Facebook group, Urban Tech Fair, you'll read about the um, the brother that helped uh, invent the cell phone, the brother that uh, uh, helped invent the uh, video game modules. Uh, I plan to continue to write about it. And, uh, you know, black history is important. But it's always a team effort, as Monique was saying. The one man may have led the project or coordinated the project. He worked with a group of people. Technology is about all of us working together, collaborating together, and innovating on new ideas. You said it perfectly. Well, yes. Let me say say this also, because Monique and Craig may not be aware that this show is uh, available on iTunes and is being recorded. So uh, before we really get to any other questions, Monique, can you give us the URLs for the uh, BDPA and the different uh, social platforms where people can find out more information uh, about all the good work that you're doing? Okay. <clears throat> our our website is um, www.bdpa.com. A dot org, and you can go there. That's our national member portal, and find out information about um, BDPA. And from that menu on the left, navigation menu, you can also um, locate information about all of our chapters across the United States. Um, we also have links there to Facebook, Twitter, um, and group site. So we're, you know, we are accessible to all social media but it's just easier to go there first, and that's www.bdpa.org. All right. And I also put it in the chat room and under the comments <laughs> so people will still be able to follow up. Now, we do have a caller from the 513 who wants to speak or has a question, so I'll bring him on. Caller from the 513. Yeah, I'm Herschel Daniels with Friends of the African Union. And OKI UTF, uh, uh, greetings, sister. Uh, are you aware of the uh, call of the uh, African Union and the harmonization of technologies that the, uh, recently happened in uh, January uh, 2013 in Addis Ababa? And is Monique Barry aware? I think you yeah, talked uh, about African. Yeah. Yes, Monique. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I, I was aware that the call took place, but I haven't personally done any follow-up. Well, the the call is basically January 2014. Uh, the African diaspora is requested to have organized itself and elected 20 members to participate in civil society. And so that movement uh, was accelerated last year with the meeting in Durban, South Africa, and the uh, Council of Elders. And so we look forward to BDPA playing a vital role as Africa uh, continues to launch uh, satellites and put in place uh, the science, technology, engineering, and math. They started a new university, and uh, they are also uh, having a meeting in uh, November on uh, technology, where would we uh, write to you uh, for uh, to bring you on the table uh, for these meetings? You can always contact me at um, president at bdpa.org. Yeah, it's been years since I was over 20 years ago when I was a BDPA member in Cleveland, Ohio. 
So uh, I uh, look forward to uh, working with uh, BDPA uh, here in uh, uh, Cincinnati and uh, with the Urban Tech Fair. Uh, Jim, Jackie, uh, it's been a great show. Okay, been listening, tuned in. Okay, lots of good information, and we hope that in this next year that working with organizations like BDPA that uh, we can fulfill the mandate of the African Union to create a $1.4 billion person market with over $4 trillion in annualized income, and they want us to help them put the IT together. So far, China has been the person. China, Microsoft, okay, uh, they're working to do it. What, what are we African-Americans uh, going to do in that marketplace? And, you know, you bring up a good point because I believe that Africa is the next spot, and I believe it's a great opportunity for African-Americans to invest, and um, it's definitely a win-win situation. Yeah, well, we talked about Mark Dean earlier, one of the um, uh, premier uh, uh, leaders in the development of uh, the personal PC. His position currently with IBM is overseeing Africa. Right. He's a fellow right now uh, in IBM. 17% of IBM is managed by a black man on their controlling board right now. Uh, and Dean is in charge of an initiative that's uh, in IBM. Uh, but uh, the key is what is the African-American community going to do uh, in uh, uh, the African Union's 1 billion people? Uh, we have uh, 60 million people who count per the African Union here uh, who earn over a trillion dollars. All of Africa earns $1.7 trillion, and they want to increase it by a trillion. They need our help, or they'll get help from China, South Korea, other countries that uh, uh, want to provide that help. So it's a natural affinity and market for us. Uh, so I look forward to, to seeing BDPA at that table. Thank you. All right, Jim, uh, Jackie, I'm still on that deadline from midnight to the EPA. And uh, so I'm finishing up on that, and I'll uh, look to tune in next week to the Digital Drummer. I look forward to the archive on this and pushing this information that more people need to know. And, uh, Monique, just for your information, uh, uh, Herschel is part of our Ohio contingent, but he also, on the private side, as an entrepreneur, is an engineer that has developed a patent to recycle wastewater uh, to take potable water and turn it into uh, energy. And he's working uh, uh, to develop that and spread that not only in developing countries such as Africa, but here in the U.S. where we have uh, issues with uh, uh, drainage. And uh, he's working with the one child, one laptop uh, in the uh, Cincinnati school system, so you two should definitely connect. You can go to fauprime.blogspot.com, uh, or the uh, is the best way to get the background from the uh, African uh, uh, Union and the orders uh, from them and what we've done so far. Uh, so that's uh, fauprime.blogspot.com, and uh, we thank you very much. And so, Jim, uh, I'm out. All right, Jack. Thank you, Herschel. All righty. Well, we have one minute and 56 seconds to go. So, Monique and um, Craig, if um, you guys have 30 seconds and the whole world listening, what, what would you like to share with us? Craig? I would, I'll start out. Um, I, I think that all your listeners need to, to really look at BDPA as a resource. Um, and we offer uh, a, a, quite a bit for um, a, as, as a as from a membership standpoint. Um, it's not a sale; it's 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 a resource, and and we should be really taken advantage of and utilized because we can really help. Um, you know, any and all folks out there that have any interest at all uh, in, in technology on all levels, um, where the where the place to be. Right, Monique. Monique? 
Um, I would like to thank you guys for giving us this opportunity to talk to your audience. And I'd like to remind you all that we will be in Washington, D.C., August 14th through the 17th, 2013, for our National Technology Conference. And we will love to see you there. It is open to everyone. Thank you. Okay. And we can't, let, we can't let the show end without uh, saying the BDPA model, which is from the boardroom, from the classroom to the boardroom. And truly, um, you guys have epitomized, epitomized that with what you're doing with your high school computer competition as well as the services that you're offering to professionals in the uh, corporate and entrepreneurial world. Truly, uh, the BDPA is, is a group to be recognized in the power in the black community. Thank you. Well, thank Well, we like to thank you guys for coming on and sharing with us. And just to let everybody know on part two, and, and that's in two weeks. So that's going to be February 24th. We're going to focus more on, like, where are we going, what historical things are, you know, steps are we taking. And you guys did mention, you know, a few things on this show. But um, we can go a little bit more in depth. And then where do you see, um, you know, where do you see technology going? You know, you know, what are the things on the horizon? You know, um, where are we positioning ourselves to make history as far as in technology? So anything else, Jim? I just want to uh, let everybody know, especially uh, the women that are listening to this show, that there's a major event taking place in Atlanta on the 14th of February, uh, a million women walk. It's uh, women from around the world that are coming together to support uh, the women in the Congo and Africa and they're trying to get a million women either, if you're not able to go to Atlanta, to at least get online through a chat or talk and to bring a million women. Women are the power. I always say where women go, men follow. And they have proven in Liberia they were able to end the uh, the, uh, uh, the rebellion there in the wars in Liberia and when women came together. And women all over the world need to come together now to stop the violence, not only in Africa, but the violence that's happening around the world. Over a billion women are abused, are killed. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean killed. Over a billion women are abused, are injured through violence every day. And we need to come together as a world community and speak out, and women have a voice, a strong and powerful voice, I advise and suggest that everybody support this effort. If you can't do nothing but just go online and register on their website, A Million Women Walking in Atlanta, February 14th. Okay. Well, um, that's our show for today. We thank everyone for coming. We thank all of our callers on the line. I'm calling from the 424. We had two callers from the 424 from the 609. From the 323, that was Chris. And, um, okay, we've got another caller from the 424. I guess they want to say um, a goodbye, so we're going to let them have their final comments. And when you're done, we are going to roll out. Thank, thank you, Jackie. This is Andrew, just to uh, mention that it's March 23rd that the Million Women Marching is happening. In but there is a February 24th event that is the Billion Women uh, Marching against violence. That's all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for correcting me, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, everyone, have a great week. Peace and love, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you, Monique and Dr. Craig Brown. Thank you.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.